Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from First Orlando. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at firstorlando.com. And if you're in the Orlando area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now, enjoy this podcast from First Orlando. I want to talk about something which seemingly is innocuous, uh, but it, it just eats up the vitals of the Christian life of spiritual living. Um, I don't think anything that I can think of now uh, robs more people of their peace and joy that God promised us. Remember, he said, I'm going to give you peace, joy unspeakable, full of glory. In Acts, it says about one of the churches Paul visited as he returns back to Antioch, and the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. That's language we don't use now so much. We talk about numbers and budgets and buildings. But God wants us to live the overcoming, abundant, overflow life. Amen? And uh, what robs so much of that is this thing I want to talk about. In fact, it's listed in the Bible as a sin. But it's not considered by most Christians a sin. But it's a sin. You know, Jesus came to save his people from their sin, to wash away all the past sins we've all committed, all we like sheep have gone astray. And the Lord laid down his life on the cross of Calvary and shed his blood so that our sins could be forgiven and then gave us the Holy Spirit so we can live above sin and overcome sin. Um, so this is a sin, the same God who says don't kill, don't, don't lie, don't commit adultery, don't do these things. He, he gave this as a sin too, but I don't think one in, one in 50 Christians sees it that way. Also, uh, the danger of this, uh, this sin is it totally like ruptures the smile of God on our life because it's the opposite of faith. And what I'm talking about is worry. I'm not feeling a lot of love up here right now. <laughs> but anxiety and worry are forbidden to the Christian. Look at Philippians 4, verse 6, in, up on the screen there. And what it says is, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then the next verse says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The Greek is very strong at the beginning of verse 6. It says this, don't worry about anything Double negative, not even a single thing. Don't worry about big things, and don't worry about the little foxes that eat the vine. Little worries, nagging worries. Don't worry about anything. God says that to us, his children. The Bible tells us clearly that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And worry, anxiety, fretting, churning stomachs, churning minds, sleepless nights 
are the opposites of faith. You can't walk by faith. Remember what the Bible says. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. But you can't walk by faith when you're worrying. Now you're walking in unbelief. It's that clear. But see, we're, we're going to fudge it and we're going to maneuver it. And well, you know, Sister Jones, she just worries. But the Bible doesn't look at it like that at all. And imagine how God must feel. I was telling the earlier church that I have uh, three children and seven grandchildren. And uh, well, let's take, make this simpler. Let's make it my middle daughter who happens to be in Florida right now, Sue. And let's say Sue was dropped off and was going to the first or second grade in Brooklyn where we were living uh, then. We still live in Brooklyn. And uh, oh, I got a good thing when we do go back. My wife and I live in an apartment 250 steps from the front door of our church. I have the best commute in Brooklyn, I'm telling you. Neither she owns a car or I own a car uh, in Brooklyn because it's just a burden. And we can Uber it and walk and subway it. That's another bad thing happening right now in New York. The subways have become Dodge City and very dangerous. So let's say I drop my child off at school, Sue, and you know, a month into school, we get a notice from the teacher saying, we need to talk. Could you and your wife come? So we go, yeah, we'll, we'll be there. So they have a meeting and they say, you know, there's a problem here with your daughter. She's not learning. What do you mean she's not learning? She's bright. No, it's not her IQ and all that. Learning disability It's not that. She's not learning because she's so distracted. She's peering out the window. She's biting her nails. And uh, socially it's affecting her. She's not concentrating on her work. What, what are you talking about? What are you making stuff up, teacher? That's my daughter. Oh, no, no, she's not learning. And uh, I said, well, what's the problem? My wife and I want to know. Well, what the problem is, she's so worried, she's so distracted, she's so just flustered with anxiety. What are you talking about? What worry? What anxiety? Well, she says, um, you know, I'm not sure my mom and dad will pick me up at the end of the school day. I'm not sure that when I get home, my mom and dad will feed me. What are you, tripping, teacher? What are you talking about? No, that's who it is. You could talk to her. Well, you might as well just rip my heart out if that ever happened. As a dad, as a mother, to know your child is not acting normal and enjoying life and school experience because of worry, we would say to her, Sue, when did we ever not pick you up? Just name one day we didn't pick you up. I know you never not picked me up, but I don't know. I just, you might not. When did we ne ever not feed you? When did we ever not give you whatever you needed that was good for your life? When did we ever do that? Well, never, but I don't know, you know. How do you think God feels when you and I worry and we lay awake all night and God says, when did I ever fail you? I gave you my son when you didn't even ask for him. I sent my Holy Spirit to convict you and chase you all over the lot trying to win your heart to Christ. When did I ever fail you? What are you worried about? Do you think I would send my son 
and, and purchase your salvation, and now you're born again, and now I'm gonna let you in my family, I'm gonna let you fall in a black hole, and your whole life's gonna be ruined. So what are you worried about? So God says, because he loves faith, Faith is the only thing that God was, Christ was ever amazed at when he was on earth. He never thought anyone was super smart. He, he never found somebody whose righteousness was like, oh, wow, look at that guy. But when he saw faith, the centurion, he said, I've never seen a faith like that. And the opposite of faith is worry. So he says, don't worry about a single thing. I got your back. I got your front. I got your sides. Don't worry. What does worry do? Does it change anything about the situation? Zero. Worry for the next two hours or two weeks or two years about a given situation. It won't change one thing outside of you, but it will change you in a negative way. It'll change me. It robs us of peace and joy. How are you going to witness about the goodness of God when you're worried to death? Physically now, the science all shows that our immune system is weakened. We're not able to fight off disease as well. Just think of all the people who abuse food and other things out of worry, who try to drink their problems away. My dad was an alcoholic for 22 years. I grew up in a hellish kind of home situation. My mom beating on my, my dad beating on my mom and, and me and my little sister a little bit. And, and it, it was horrible, and uh, as I got older, I learned that worry started that, worry. Worry over this, worry over that, worry over big things, worry over little things. And just think about children who grow up in a house where there's worrisome talk all the time, insecurity, nervousness. No confidence, no faith in God. Kids grow up and take that in with their mother's milk. And now they're scarred, they're affected for life. Why? Because they're around unbelief and worry. So we make it nothing, but it's not nothing, it's something. It's something important to God. Don't worry about a single thing. That's a command. It's not a suggestion. Do not worry. And we've all been guilty of that. I once knew a guy in college, he worried so much, he would set aside times in the day just to lay on the bed and worry. It's the truth. I used to walk by and say, hey, what are you doing, worrying? He went, yeah, leave me alone. Let me just worry. I just want to worry. Think of the people who abuse food and hurt their bodies because of worry. Some drink it away. A lot of other, a lot of other people eat it away. Worry drives them to food. And they eat and eat out of, out of anxiety. This is, that's going to change anything. No worry is a cancer. Like the big C is cancer to, the, to human life. The big W, worry. Worry, oh boy. Jesus never worried. Doesn't want us to worry. Jesus had this peace and this ability to just trust and leave things with God. So let's just analyze that verse as I wrap this up. So don't worry about a single thing. Not any little thing, not a big thing. You're worried about your daughter. And just think, this worry pandemic has gone on for centuries, long before COVID-19. No, COVID-19 is light stuff. That's nothing. That's chump change compared to worry. 
Wealthy people worry that they're going to lose the money they have. Poor people worry because they don't feel they have enough. There's worry about cancer. There's worry about children, wayward children. My wife and I had a daughter away from the Lord from, for two and a half years. We, I had to learn I'm either going to trust and call on God or I'm going to worry myself to death. And when we're in a state of worry and anxiety, you know where the Bible says don't give place to Satan? Just think when you're worrying and not trusting God. How that's like a whistle for Satan to come and try to do more. So, when the Bible says in Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be ready to rumble. You can't be doing that when you're worried to death over things that you can't change. So don't worry about a single thing. Never worry. And how's, what's the cure? All right, you heard about different vaccines? See, that's even another worry now. With the pandemic, people, when is it gonna end? What's the job situation gonna be like? Well, how about my finances? How about, you know, when will things get back to normal? Then what's the new normal gonna be? I gotta worry about that. Are they laying off people? What's gonna happen to the economy? Worry, worry, worry. As if us worrying about it is gonna change one single thing about it. It's gonna change nothing, nada. But we're going to go on worrying. So much, uh, so much, some of us have like a PhD in worrying. We're just, we're just, we're experts at it. No, it's the truth. I'm not talking down to you. We're, we all battle with that. I've had situations where one time I went to Argentina on a missions trip, and right before I left, the, the lender that was this huge multiplied dozens and dozens of millions of dollar project we're involved in said, to finish phase one, you need $6 million. How are you going to get $6 million? Someone misfigured this, and, and you're short $6 million. And I, I'm in Argentina trying to figure out how in the world, in, in the inner city, with the congregation, thousands, thousands of people, but how are we going to get $6 million? You don't think I was tempted to worry? How would I get $6 million? So um, here's the cure. Here's the vaccine. See, the, but again, as I'm saying, even with the vaccine, you, you, I was talking to someone in Publix the other day, and... Uh, and they, they were saying, this was months ago, uh, and they were talking about the vaccine. I don't know which one to take. And, and uh, I said, well, my wife and I took one, and I have a little feather growing out of my back shoulder. But beside, <laughs> beside that, it ain't no big thing. Just Right? No matter what you talk about, someone's going to worry. Am I, am I, I get, get a witness here? Amen? So, so... So here's the cure, the only cure. Not go to church, not even read the Bible. The Bible will always help because it builds faith. But, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, the first word prayer means all fellowship with God, worship, praise, get into his presence and begin to worship him and praise him with supplication. That word means actual petitions and requests. With thanksgiving, tell God what you need. Listen to me up there. Tell God what you need. Tell God what you need. Don't call everybody. Don't text the universe. You're not going to change anything. 
That's what we do. We complain, we become victims. The whole society now is a victimized society. Everyone's a victim. No one's guilty of anything. No one can see their own faults. They gotta blame it on someone else. But that, you'll never grow in God if you have that mindset. People are gonna be people and they're gonna let us down, but God will never let us down. And the God who loves us says to us, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Why with thanksgiving? Because that encourages faith when you remember all the good that God has done. Come on. Don't you remember that old chorus, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me? My soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God. He set me free. Can we say amen to that? So be thanking God or you're going to get too negative. If you just dwell on what you need, you can get negative. You can get morose, depressed. You ever meet a Christian so depressed that you just, like when they leave, you feel like you need to get saved again or something. They're just so down. Everything is negative. Everything is so negative. But the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. So in everything, every little thing, every big thing facing you right now, ahora, right now, in every situation, tell God what you need through prayer and supplication and be praising him while you're doing it because you're still alive. And look back, how many will witness with me today? Looking back on your Christian life, how many have a track record with God or God has a track record with us? He's been faithful and good. Lift your hand up high. Lift your hand up high so I can see it. Wave it at me, wave it at me. I, that's what God says. Bring your problem to me. Tell me what you need. Got to watch my time here. Uh, wh what, what you need, tell God what you need with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. And now the payoff. Here's the promise. The condition comes before. Not go to church. Not have a Bible study. Look, there's a time and place for everything. Not even sing a psalm. There's a time and place, there's, there's a place for everything under the sun. But in this case, with worry, there's only one vaccine. Prayer. Have enough faith that you pray. Don't say in your mind, oh, I believe. The Bible says do something else. Stop. Stop. No mas. Draw a line in the sand. I'm not worrying. That hurts God, hurts me, breaks his heart, wouldn't change anything. So I'm going to do what the Bible says. I'm going to, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, I'm going to tell God what I need. In other words, what do you need? You don't have to say it in a long sentence. Some of the strongest prayers in the Bible are, are very short. Like, Jesus, help me. Just tell him what you need. I'm supposed to tell him. And here's the payoff. God says when you do that, the peace of God, which passes all understanding. I'm not talking about your peace. I'm not talking about Oxycontin. That's another kind of peace. But that don't play when you have worry and fear because you come out of it. I'm not talking about crack. I'm not talking about a drink. I'm not talking about a diversion on TV. I'm talking about God says, my peace, the peace of God which trans all understanding. In other words, when Jesus said, no, no, don't be afraid. I leave you my peace. He's not talking about something you have or I have. It's not a gym symbol of peace. It's a Jesus peace. It's the peace he had. 
when Pilate was questioning him, when the guards were, when the Pharisees were plotting his death, he was totally calm and at peace. It's divine peace, like that spot they found in the bottom of the Pacific Ocean, the deepest part of the water that's on planet Earth. In the middle of the Pacific Ocean, there's a spot. You go down, you go down, then you go down. Then when you're down, you go down. You go all the way down. And they're finding sea life and, and, and fish and stuff that doesn't exist anywhere else in the ocean except way down. And it's totally calm. They're in that little, uh, uh, like a little junior submarine with lights, and they're looking around. There's, listen, there's not a ripple. And they say you could have a typhoon, hurricane going on way, 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 way up. Clouds, 120 mile hour winds, blowing waves, 15, 20 feet high. Down there, nothing. Mucho paz, total peace, total peace. That's the peace God says. I'll give you peace. Doesn't matter if everybody's going nuts around you. You'll have peace. Pandemic, pan-shamemic, you're going to have peace. COVID-19, COVID-105, whatever. You're, I don't want my children living nervous and worried. Doesn't that make sense to you? Who do you love that you want to see worry and anxious? Just tell me, who do you really love that you want to see them ruin their lives with worry and anxiety? That's what God says to us. Finally, if this was our mind and our heart, what it says is, and the peace of God, this supernatural peace, will guard your hearts and minds. It's a military term. They will act as sentries and they will march around your heart and mine 24-7. If you'll just call on me and pray, not just go to church, but pray. And they'll guard your heart and mine. I'll guard your heart and mine, not you. My peace will guard your heart and mind. And when some disturbing thought and temptation comes in, my guard, my peace will push it away and I'll guard your heart and your mind. Why heart and mind? Because some worries come like you feel it inside, don't you? You, don't, you can't even define it. I deal with people all the time in New York City. I say, what are you so worried about? I don't know, I just worried. I know, but just tell me, dude, tell me, what are you worried about? I can't say it. I'm just anxious. In su corazón, in your heart. Sometimes it's in your mind. You ever just get your mind going like you're going nuts? Just worry, worry, worry. God said, no, that's not pleasing to me, not good for you. And I got the vaccine. It's called the peace of God, but you got to ask for it. You got to ask for it. You don't earn it, but you ask for it. This is why God says, my house shall be called a house of prayer, not preaching. We make it into a lecture hall. It's wrong. We need preaching. But the New Testament model is not a house of preaching. You can listen to sermons till the cows come home and not change. You got to make contact with God. When I was growing up, people would say, you got to pray. You got to pray. It's not like that. It's like, please ask. Please come. 
I'll help you. Oh, you don't have because you don't ask. Why do you think Satan is so strong across the land destroying prayer meetings and prayer element in churches? He doesn't like worship. He doesn't like Bible study. But that's nothing compared to when God's people pray. Like as in pray. Oh, now Satan is running out of town. What's he going to do when God's people start to pray? So Bible study, sermons, music, Psalm 34, all of it is supposed to be an arrow that says, come to me boldly at the throne of grace and see what mercy and grace I'll give you, if you just ask. But you don't want written on your tombstone, he had not because he asked not. Oh no, God's going to do whatever he's going to do. The decrees of God are from all eternity. Listen, listen, listen up. You had not because you ask not. Ask and you'll receive. I love you. Just come and ask me like a child. But don't live in worry. Don't live in anxiety. So I'm happy to be here today and I want to pray with some of you. Would you just close your eyes, bow your heads, please? I want to cast all this worry and fear out of our minds and hearts today. We're going to draw a line in the sand with you. I know what it is to be attacked by worry, especially if you have wayward children today and you're concerned about them. Worrying about them isn't going to change anything. You got to take action steps. You got to say, God, I need your help. Or maybe you're worried and being attacked. Notice, a worry is an attack from Satan. Anxiety is not something innocent. It's an attack to draw us away from faith in God. If you're here today and say, Pastor, I need God to help me. I need his peace now. This peace you were talking about, I want to ask God for it today because Satan's trying to get in my life and pull me down through worry and anxiety. Just stand up where you are. Just stand up so I can pray for you. Just stand up. Come on, Ariba. Just stand. Just stand right where you are. You're humbling yourself and saying, even though I'm a Christian, even though I love the Lord, I know why Paul wrote that to the Philippian church. Don't be anxious about anything. I need God to come and give me his peace. I want to sleep at night. I don't want to be driven. Don't want to be negative. Don't want to be worried. Don't want to put that, that, that atmosphere in my home for my children to eat from. If you have a wayward son or daughter, Listen, what God did bringing back my oldest girl, Chrissy, to Carol and I, he will bring your child back if you ask. My goodness, you dedicated that little girl. So right now, it doesn't look so good. So God's going to have the last word. But you got to ask. You got to pray, not just meditate and think. You got to pray. His ear is always open to our cry. Those of you that are standing, come quickly to the front. Come on. Come on. Come quickly to the front. Just stand right here in the front. We're going to say a prayer. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God, we love you. We praise you. While others are still coming, just 
you know what, before we ask, just give him some thanksgiving right now. Just praise him. Just tell him out loud. Just whisper it right there. Just, we praise you, God. We thank you, God. Just tell him right here in the front. I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. Praise you. Praise you, Jesus. I thank you for your goodness. Okay. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Publicly, I pray. Do what you promised. You promised this. I did not make this up. You said that when we would pray with petitions, with thanksgiving, and we would tell you what we need and what our struggle is, you promised us that we would get your peace. You promised that. You're not a man that you should lie. So I pray that a spirit of peace, like a river, will come over my brothers and sisters. That they will feel the peace of God which passes all understanding. You're going to help them today, Father, because they're trusting in you. We have nothing. I am nothing. But I can cry to my Father, and his ear is open. He's going to come and help me. So you know what the situations are. Bring back those wayward children. Wake that son up. Get him away from those bad friends that are influencing him. Bring him home. Bring him home, Lord. All of you that are here in the front, lift up both your hands with me and repeat loud. Come on, lift them up to God. Both Old and New Testament says God likes when we lift our hands. Repeat after me loud. Dear God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for your promise. I will not worry, but I will trust in God. You will help me. I resist you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I receive your peace, God. Peace that will keep me in every situation. Instead of worry, I will praise you. No matter what I see, what others say, I will praise God all day long. In Jesus' name. And I begin right now. Let's all clap our hands together and praise the Lord. Thanks again for listening to the First Orlando Podcast. For more information like our service times, location, and other contact information, be sure to visit us online at firstorlando.com. Have a great week.